Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. This episode was recorded live at Can Lions in June 2019. I'm Jane Osler, Global Head of Media, Insights Division of Cantor. I'm Felipe Tomas, Professor of Marketing at Said Business School. And our guest today is John Kaplan, who's Global Head of Partnerships at Pinterest. So welcome, John. Thank you. It's great to be here. John, welcome. Uh, Can we start just talking about how Pinterest differentiates itself from other social media platforms? Yeah, I think it's an important starting point because actually every conversation we're having with marketers is really to kind of Uh, help them understand why pinners come to Pinterest in the first place, because we're going to build a big advertising business that has to be ground in what the pinner is trying to do. And what you hear from them is that they're coming here to uh, find ideas and inspiration to plan their future. And this is really different than other platforms. Um, This is across, first of all, it's across, you know, all the everyday things like food and and fashion and beauty, but it's also bigger things in your life, like getting married or having a baby or traveling the world or renovating your home. But what's really different is it's really about you. You know, Pinterest's purpose and and the way the system works, it doesn't, you don't broadcast out what you did last night or you don't connect with your friends necessarily. It's really a place for you to come find ideas for you and get off of Pinterest to go do that in the real world. And that's a really different value proposition for marketers I think what's unique about this, uh, in addition, is that this is people talk about this being a really positive and productive space. It's a place for you to discover new ideas and to kind of 
find the things that are, are right for you. And I don't, I think there's a, a lack of that in, in the market today where there's a positive productive space for you to focus on yourself. So we've heard a lot at Cannes about influencers and the role of influencers in, in the marketing spectrum now. How do influencers work on Pinterest and how has that been changing? Well, I would put influencers into the broader bucket of, of businesses who are creating content for the platform. And I think what is really different about Pinterest is that businesses' content is welcome in the context of what people are trying to accomplish. Think of a, a use case where you're trying to renovate your home. You actually want you know, content from businesses to help you realize that vision. And the same would go for inf influencers who actually very organically have built up a presence on Pinterest without much help candidly with, from us. Um, so one of the big focus areas for the company is to help um, both businesses, media companies, and influencers be able to publish um, more directly onto the platform, including the tools that are required in order to do that, to publish at scale, but also give them the tools to create followership and to create an audience, as well as to enable them to curate experiences and I think that's one of the big changes that you'll see is uh, a focus on a business profile, on a, home, on, a, on a destination on Pinterest for influencers, businesses, and media companies to have. Um, and so they're going to play a really important role in the future uh, of creating original content for the platform, but also curating the best of, of content for our, our, our users. And how far does that go? Where, where does Pinterest stand on sort of shoppable ad formats? How, how do you deal with all of that? Yeah, I think shopping is an increasing focus for the company more broadly. In, in March, we announced something called catalogs, which is the ability for, and, and we want, every retailer in the world to upload their entire product catalog onto Pinterest. And the value exchange for them is that we, we will give them ex uh, organic distribution of their products. So as people are looking for ideas, um, many times these are products that they're looking for. And so uh, we've been working with some of the biggest retailers to start to get their entire product catalog onto Pinterest. And that foundation is giving us the opportunity to kind of take people from inspiration all the way through to action. That's the biggest piece of feedback you get from Pinners is when I find this great idea, I want to go buy it. And to do that, we had to have the product catalog on, on, uh, in our corpus. And so now we have that and we're continuing to expand that in international markets to get all of the retailers on board. And now we're uh, adding on top of that an advertising uh, a system. Uh, shopping ads is a big part of what we're, um, we're enabling uh, marketers to do. So take your product catalog and, and promote the ones that you want, the products or the, or the categories that you want to. Um, and, then, and we're uh, also launching things like dynamic, dynamic remarketing, which is what uh, Facebook has been really successful with in the past. Um, so this, this foundation of shopping is a, a really important part of our future. Listening to this description of the shopper characteristics or user characteristics, the pinners plus the brands uh, and how they engage with the platform and also the influencers and other partners that exist in this, that's quite a nice combination for engagement. Mm. So who would you say in this world makes for the most engaged audience that you deal with and why are they so engaged? Well, I think, you know, to answer that question, I think the most important thing to understand about how Pinterest works is that we have 250 million people, over 250 million people every month who are engaging with all of the content, all of the pins on Pinterest. They're saving it. They're saving that content 200 billion times 
onto 4 billion boards, right? So we, we describe this as the largest human curated catalog of ideas because these are humans putting ideas onto boards, a collection. And it's really different. That's a really different value proposition. Actually, brands are, are having, having to kind of rethink their role in that context because they are additive to the experience, right? They are actually the content that people are looking for. And so, you know, that's a different value proposition than, than trying to interrupt the person in the context of what they're actually trying to accomplish on, the, on, a, on a given platform. So we think we have a really differentiated value proposition, but long way of saying that the most engaged audiences are all of these people who are planning for all kinds of occasions. And I think sometimes um, people will come with a, a particular use case to start but then they'll see the power of the platform. One great example of this is we have uh, 30 million people planning for their wedding on Pinterest every single year, um, <laughs> which is a great stat, um, even though there's only two and a half million weddings in the United States every year. So there's a lot of planning going on by, um, uh, by a bunch of people. Um, <laughs> Some unsuspecting people being perhaps, involved in this. Yes, well, perhaps. Yeah. But the point is that that's oftentimes an on-ramp to other use cases and other, other ways in which you can use the, the platform for both other life events or other uh, types of occasions. Okay, so we'll move on now to data and how you use data, because obviously behind all of this beautiful imagery yeah. and these lovely life events um, is, is a lot of data. How do you use data now to inform ad placement or targeting? Well, I, I, would, I would talk about the use of data in two ways. One is how do we make the pinner experience better, first of all, and you know, really what is important there is that relationship between the 250 million people organizing 200 billion pins onto the 4 billion boards. What we can get from that is an understanding of maybe you and I are saving the same content. So what else might you be interested in that we can recommend to you? Swimming ponds. Perfect. Yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> and so we would, we would look at that and say, what are two people who are saving the same content both interested in and what else might we recommend? So this is what drives our recommendation engine. This is what drives the personalization of the service. So when, it, when you open Pinterest, it, it should feel like this hand-curated catalog of ideas just for you. And so that's the Pinner experience. That's a really important part of foundational part of how the service works. Same for the advertisers, though. What we're doing is we're basically sharing with them all of the first-party data we have about people who are in the market for food. Take that. We can, we can dissect that, and we can say, who's interested in keto diets? Who's interested in South Beach diets? What are the emerging trends in food? Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. 
But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Uh, how are people thinking about food in healthy ways, in convenience, and on-the-go ways? And so as you talk to big CPG companies, they want to understand how the consumer is, A, making decisions, but what are the emerging trends they have to be aware of? And in many cases, this is driving some of their uh, product development as well. Uh, we've actually worked with companies to help them with new form factors, new snacking ideas um, that are based on the, the pinning activity that's happening on the platform. So that's foundational. Um, I think we're also helping them understand the moments and occasions that people are planning for. We have about 35 seasonal moments throughout the course of the year, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, graduation, a holiday, Halloween is huge on Pinterest. And you can think about each of those occasions and who might be right for that, that use case or that occasion throughout the course of the year. Sure, if you're, if you're Hershey's, you'd probably love to know what's going on on, on, her, on Halloween. And so that and then also life events, the, the major life events that people are going through. This is a, a huge part of the platform. So as we talk to automotive companies or financial services companies, the, those life events are triggers for the purchase of those products. This is gold for them because they don't get this data from any place else. And what we see is we see the very first signs of somebody starting to plan for a child or starting to plan for a wedding. And we can start to target them as soon as they get into the market uh, when they start creating boards uh, against these occasions. So this is the really powerful thing that many marketers think of as complementary to their own data sets. That's fascinating, especially I love the idea of the, using the, the food examples that you've just given, but also like I've been thinking in the areas in the platform that are particularly large, even right now, uh, style, design kind of ideas, yeah. and all of this, I guess, we'll call it just a data infrastructure and a, a novel insights that you have that you can use. Do you see a way to, that you can take that information and like grow these markets mm-hmm. and play out, like how do you play a role into using your information, your insights and growing this space altogether? Well, I think it's a combination of what we know about the, the trends in that category, um, the content that we're bringing in from brands and from media companies and influencers that are, are uh, an important part of the corpus for those categories. And then, as I said before, the product catalogs as well. So imagine a, a future where we're taking all the scene-based imagery that we have in home or fashion, and we're dissecting the individual products that are inside of that image and this is part of our computer vision technology, part of our, our visual search technology, but to be able to, to shop every product inside of an image is part of the future of what we're thinking about. And to do that well, you need the foundation of the product catalog from every one of these retailers. So you can go back into your corpus of products and say, this product in this image is visually similar to this thing we have in our product catalog corpus. So I guess the, the, the short answer to your question is we're trying to make, you know, we're trying to bring people from inspiration to action. We're trying to bring shoppability into the platform and, and make every image shoppable. 
Okay, so you mentioned um, a couple of emerging technology areas there. Are there any others that you think are important for Pinterest? Yeah, I think visual search in in totality is an important concept for us um, to continue to invest in. And I would say that I would talk about this in three ways. One is just the core technology of how search works on the platform. So we have billions of searches every single month. And, you know, your search results for living room ideas should be different than mine based on your personal taste and your preferences. And we can know that because of what you've been interacting with before. So when you search for that, and you might be interested in mid-century modern furniture, and I might be interested in Scandinavian chic. I don't know <laughs> what that is, but sounds good. it might be. Um, and that's the whole point, that each search result for something like that should be visual in nature. It should un- you should understand whether or not that's your taste and your preference. And you could imagine you know, many categories where this should be the only way that you search because you have to see it to, to understand if it's right for you. So that's kind of core to it. The second is what I was talking about is shop the look, shop the image, and making visual search something that is shoppable across the entire platform. I think that's the second piece of, of that. It's not, that's not trivial to be able to identify individual products in an image yeah. and then go back to an entire corpus of, of products and look at the similar attributes of that product. But we're doing that today. And then the final one is, is what's called Pinterest Lens, which is the ability to take a picture of something in the real world and then be able to find ideas that are visually similar to that. So imagine a scenario, and we have this today. You can go into Pinterest, and in your search bar, there's a little camera icon. You click on that, and when you walk into somebody's home, you could take a picture of their furniture. You could take a picture of their clothing. You could take a picture of their watch or their shoes, and you can get visually similar ideas to that item. We're really excited about that technology. Sounds amazing, but so. Let's, if I'm going to step into the shoes of the advertiser, then I come into the platform. So what's my future look like on Pinterest? Well, I think the future is, is kind of twofold. Um, you know, I think there's one part of this, which is uh, shopping is, being, is the first step in that process where we're trying to move from inspiration to action, right? That's the, one of the big focuses for the company. And again, shopping maybe is the first and most natural use case where People find items, they find inspiration, and they, they want to be able to transact. So we're going to make shopping a more prominent part of the overall experience as, as kind of point number one. But you can imagine in the future that we help people move from inspiration to action across a bunch of different categories. I take travel for an example. Like if somebody is looking for ideas on where to go, like there'd be a natural evolution in the future for us to be able to connect them to go book or to go find the experts who can help them uh, make that tri- that make that trip a reality. I think the other thing for us, uh, for businesses on Pinterest, is just to uh, is to, to diversify and expand the number of businesses that we're working with. And I would say that in three ways. One is, you know, we've been very good in the United States. We've been very good with re- retail and CPG advertisers. We're now starting to expand into the next set of verticals: finance, auto, travel, quick serve restaurants, technology, and they all have an important role to play on Pinterest and. We're just educating them on, on how they can play that role and, and what, what value prop they can, they can bring to the platform. So that's number one. Number two is to help small businesses be successful on the platform. And so a big focus of ours is to help them not only be able to buy more simply with very simple tools. You can imagine a scenario where you just give us your website, you give us your objective, and you give us your budget, and we take care of the rest. Um, and then show you the results and show you how that drove business results for you. So you'll see a lot of efforts uh, from us to expand our SMB footprint. And then finally, internationally. International is a big focus for us. 
uh, since the beginning of the year, we've gone from seven to 19 markets where we monetize. Uh, virtually all of our focus uh, from a headcount perspective and monetization perspective is moving to our international markets. And um, it makes sense. We have uh, two thirds of our users outside of the US. The user base is growing very quickly outside the US. And yet we have less than 10% of our revenue there. So this is a, a huge opportunity for the company. So John, we're in Cannes. Uh, what have you found particularly interesting this week? Well, I think one of the things that has been striking this year has been the return to the focus on creativity. I feel like in the past years, we the, the, the festival kind of took a different turn, went a little bit more commercial. And I feel like this year, the work is really being celebrated. And I feel the focus on the on the work uh, more now more than ever. And there's some amazing work. Apple winning the award this year for uh, Marketer of the Year is um, feels like way overdue. Um, but I think there's been some great conversations around the role of brands, the role of creative in brands, and and purpose-led marketing uh, for brands. There's been a lot of discussion that we've been having around how do you elevate the brand outside of a transactional nature of what they're trying to accomplish and selling more goods. How do they have a purpose that's, that's bigger? And creative plays an, an important role in that. listening to Future Proof. For all episodes and more information, visit uk.cantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. Please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know when new episodes are released. Thank you. Thank you.